Amen. Good morning. Today's scripture reading comes from Matthew 13, verses 24 through 30, and it reads, He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds amongst the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, do, do you, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slave said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. The weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. Lord, we ask that you would speak to our very hearts and minds, even in this very moment. In Jesus' name. Amen. Normally this is where I, I look at the scripture and I try to explain to you what I believe it means based on my extensive research and, and all of the various things that, that, that I have read throughout the week. But um, if you read a few more verses, Jesus does that for us. <laughs> Jesus goes on to tell uh, the disciples not understanding Comes to Jesus later and says, hey, Jesus, now that it's just us, uh, can you please tell us kind of uh, what did you mean by this particular parable? What, 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 who are all these characters and, and how do we understand it? And Jesus says, the sower is me. The field is the world. The good seed is the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. The enemy is the devil and the reapers are the angels. And so as you look at this particular portion of Scripture, you, you can see how Jesus uh, 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 is explaining to us kind of how the world is. He, we, we, we know that, that we have been planted with a, a purpose. We have been rooted in the kingdom of God, rooted in the gospel, rooted in all things Jesus. We know that we walk in a world where everybody is not that way. We, we know that there's some, some, some evil uh, things in this world, some evil people in this world, and, and we know that uh, amongst them, uh, sometimes it's hard to distinguish between the two. We also know that our Jesus is coming back. And though we may not be able always to distinguish who is for us and who is not, that there is nobody and nothing that can hide from our God. So there is really no reason for me to go uh, into that particular portion of Scripture and try to tell you that the seed is something that it's not, that the weeds are something that it's not, and that the enemy is something that it's not. But there's still some very key points to this Scripture that I think we can draw on, some key points that I believe will help us along the way. And the first one is oftentimes the hardest thing for us to do, and that is if you don't understand, ask. 
It is amazing how many times we, we, we go through a, a circumstance, we try to figure something out that if we would have just asked the question, it would have saved us time and heartache. It, it, it is amazing. Sometimes I, I sit with my kids. I'm sorry, they're mine, so they make it into the sermon. <laughs> I sit with my kids, especially Christopher, and we'll be at hitting practice or pitching his pitching lesson, and, and Coach Sean will say something, and Chris will nod and smile, and when we get in the car, I say, son, did you know what that word means? He said, ah, I think it means, and it's completely different. I said, well, son, if, if you would have known that this meant this, then, then the, the next few sentences that Coach Sean told you about how to deliver the ball would have probably made more sense. He said, oh. That makes sense. Well, son, if you don't know, ask. The problem that a lot of us, and even in our Christian walk, uh, come across is the fact that we don't always understand the Scriptures. We don't always understand why God has us in, in certain places. We don't always understand uh, why things look like they look, but we refuse to ask the question, God, why am I here? God, well, well, why is it that I, I, I must endure these things? God, why uh, did you write in your scripture that, 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 that some seeds fall on thorny and, and thorns, some fall in good ground, good soil, and some fall amongst the rocks, and based on where they fall, uh, they grow differently? What does that mean for my life? How, how do I apply that to, to who you've called me to be? Am, 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 am I the thorny soil, oh God? Am, am I good soil? Am, am I that? rock path and God show me what you would have for me you see oftentimes we, we read the scriptures and we take it for face value because it's what God said to them back there and it, it makes us feel good that we can recite it and we know it but what if we asked more questions what if we dug a little deeper what if we, we, we instead of seeing what God just did for them how does the scripture apply to us and the thing that I love about being in the village is oftentimes I'll ask more questions than I do and that is an absolute blessing. It is a blessing because it forces me even to begin to ask questions that I never asked. You ask me why would I say that that is the first lesson that we can learn. It's because in the very beginning of this scripture, uh, uh, after the seeds have been planted and the weed has been planted, the slaves come to the, the master and say, hey, how did this happen? Oh, and by the way, do you want us to go ahead and yank this stuff up? The reason why it's important that they ask that question is because there's obviously some things that they just didn't know about this situation. There's some things that if they would have flown by the seat of their pants or decided to do what they wanted to do and ask for forgiveness later, if, if they would have decided to go uh, and, and handle things because I've been doing this for 15 years and surely there's nothing new that I don't know then, then there would have been some very real damage. But the second thing that, that, that we really grasp from this that kind of plugs into the first thing is the, the simple fact that you must trust the Master. You must trust Jesus. You must trust God. Because in asking 
for this knowledge that, and, 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 and expecting God to show up, uh, we, we, we find ourselves in a place of the scripture where it says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally. We, we find ourselves in the scripture where, where we say, if God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory, there has to be a question and a response. We find ourselves exactly where God wants us to be because instead of us going and messing it up as some of us, I raise my hand, are good at doing when we don't ask the questions. We lean into the Holy Spirit that the Spirit of God may direct our paths. It's obvious that they didn't know that this particular type of weed that, that often finds itself in the winter wheat sometimes intertwines its roots with the wheat. So in plucking up one, you pluck up them both. How does this apply to our lives? I would argue that we are sometimes intertwined with people that don't know the saving grace of God yet. We are sometimes intertwined in families and with, with friends and loved ones that, that don't see Jesus like we see Jesus. We, we are sometimes intertwined with, with, with people that come from the same backgrounds, the same neighborhoods, the same bloodlines that may not see things like we see th- things, but because of our love for them, if one was yanked, it would also hurt us. It's also important because I know it goes against all of the the, the laws of horticulture and agriculture and all the other cultures, but but I I, I still believe that, that God is able to do what no man is able to do. And though it be symbolic that there are weeds and there are, are there is wheat, I believe that if we are intertwined enough that God can do something very uh, amazing in the lives of those that don't know Him yet. That there there is something amazing that God can do in the lives of those that are in, intertwined with the believer. I, I believe that if we walk the walk and talk the talk and live the life according to the Scriptures, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into all truth, that, that even that person that appears to be a weed or a tear will uh, develop into a mighty piece of wheat, one that is fruitful, one that is is all that God has called them to be. And so, and, and, and allowing us to remain connected into the maturity of our lives, the maturity of that plant, great and mighty things can happen. God says, uh, it, it is in the scriptures that we, we know that God can do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. So instead of yanking something that, that we don't think will bear good fruit, God is able to do something in the root system. God is able to do something at the very foundation of their lives. God is able to do something at the very uh, heart of that man, that heart of that woman, that heart of that child that can produce a fruit that nobody ever expected. It is important that we ask the question and that we trust the Master, that we trust Jesus because the reality of it is if we had our way, we would mess it up. The the wheat and the tear as it begins to grow is not always obvious which is which. 
It is not until the fruit or the, the ear opens mature, uh, the, the ear matures completely that you can really tell the difference between the two. And too often we look at each other and judge each other, uh, uh, judge the books by the cover, as some would say. We, we look at a person and because they have uh, blue or purple hair, we, we say that they can't love Jesus because they, they don't wear slacks and, and button-up shirts. We say that obviously they don't know God because they, they live in a certain place. They, 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 they enjoy a certain type of music. They, we say that, that they obviously are not Christian. But the reality of it is, while we are looking at the outward, God is still looking at the heart. And I would say that it doesn't matter what color your hair is. Praise God for Sister Judy who tickles these ivories and brings down heaven every Sunday. Praise God for, for the various ones in here that are tattooed that can teach Bible study and show people the love of Christ. Thank God for those individuals that, that, that listen to different types of music, that, 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 that those jazz and things of that nature that then perfect their gifts that they might bring a different sound in the sanctuary. Praise God for those people that are not afraid to go on the highways and the byways and those, those, those unsavory places without the, throughout the city because they know that they know that they know that God is sending them to the people that are there. If we tried to figure out who God loved and who God didn't, if we tried to figure out who was saved and who wasn't, if we tried to figure out who was Christian and who was a worker of iniquity, a lot of us would have gotten ripped out early in our lives. I'll talk about me. There was a time when, when I didn't always do things right. Actually, I still don't do all things right. But you, you get what I'm saying? There, there was a time when, when people would have looked at me and not saw a preacher. There, there was a time when, when, when I did not always find myself in places that, that was becoming of a Christian. But, but that is not to say that God did not plant me. It's just to say I hadn't matured yet. And I think if we were all honest, we all could identify with that. You see, it's our fruit that distinguishes us. Unfortunately, it's the fruit that's often overlooked as we look at all of the minor things and forget about the major People of God, the enemy's plan in all of this is, was, and will be to reduce God's yield, to kill, steal, and destroy, is to reduce the yield that is coming to the kingdom. It, it is the enemy's uh, desire to slow the harvest by distracting or tripping us up. It is the enemy's uh, desire to steal from us the, the source that we need to mature adequately. But the scripture says that God will withhold no good thing from us. The scripture says that we have already be, been redeemed by his blood. The scripture says that, 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 that though the storms may come, that, that God will lift up a standard. The scripture says that he will do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think in our lives. The scripture says that, that he will be our protector, our buckler, and our shield. The 
scripture says that already, right now, in this point in time in our lives, no matter where we may find ourselves, that we are already more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. The scripture says that no matter what the enemy has planted, no matter what the enemy has put forth, no matter what the enemy's plans are, if we are rooted in Christ, if we are rooted in the gospel, if we are rooted in the things of God, if we are rooted as God has called us to be, then we will find ourselves at that great harvest as wheat, as, as the ones who went ye therefore and made disciples of all men of Christ and not of the enemy, we will find ourselves. And in that day, hearing the words, well done thy good and faithful servant, we will find ourselves even in our present day in life walking a life of victory, not one of defeat, one of joy, and not one of despair, one that is leaning and guiding, lead, led and guided by the Spirit and not by our own hands. So I leave you with this. Today, I'm not going to sit and look at you and say you are weak. I'm not going to look at you and say you are a tear. But I will say this. Look at your life as you have led it up to this point. Look at the fruit of what God has, uh, look at the fruit that you produce. Look at the promises that God has given you. And let's really look at the fact that God has called us to make disciples. But if we are planted with good seed and yielding a, a crop of wheat, then we are making disciples of the Most High God. If we are without fruit and, and, and hurting a world that needs hope, if we are without fruit and being detrimental to those that need the blessing then the question becomes, who are you making a disciple of? Or would you happen in this moment to be viewed as a tear, as, as, as a weed? Because the ultimate goal in all of this is not just for us to get better. It's not just for me to get better. It's not just for you to get better. It's for us to live a life that is acceptable to God so much so that everybody that is around us gets better too. It is not just for us to know the gospel. It is not just for us to be able to walk in confidence in the scriptures, but it's, it's, it's us to live those scriptures so much that everybody around us begins to live the scripture even if they've never read it. It is not just for us. To, to, to be rooted and grounded in, 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 in the kingdom of God so much so that nothing can push us away. Nothing can pull us out. Nothing can place us in, in, in situations and places we should be in. But it is for us to be so rooted that everything that is intertwined at the very foundation of who we are all of a sudden begins to get the same nourishment. Today we talked about wheat and tares. But I like to say that today we also talked about being the gospel, not just reading the gospel. We talked about being the difference and not just waiting on the difference. We talked about standing tall when everybody else withers and being who God has called us to be. But first, we must be rooted.
pray often. Fast when called. Learn God's word that you might hear God's word and know that it is God who is speaking. And let's go out into a world that might have some weeds and might have some tears and be the wheat, the nourishment, the very sustenance that they need as, 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 as we have been designated, as we have been called, as we have been ordained by God to be. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.